Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Cheney, and let me introduce my awesome co-host, Kiafa Miss Key Parker. What's going on, girl? How you doing? I am doing well, quite well. Cannot complain, Miss Marge, girl. Because, you know, complaining will get us nowhere, okay? Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, I can highlight some issues of concern, but... Well, I like that better. We can highlight... Some issues of concern. Yeah. That, so that's, that, listen, that's an, another way of thinking differently. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of complaining, so, I highlight some issues of concern. There you go. So listen, guys, we are so excited um, to be back with you once again to talk about the dream versus the reality part two. If you missed part one, you might want to go yeah. back and check it out because it was fire. Um, and for and just so you know, besides being on Block Talk Radio, we are now on iTunes, we are now on Spotify, and we're on Stitcher. Just search Not The Way You Think, download the app, and search Not The Way You Think, so you can listen to all of our episodes that you have missed. Oh, and by the way, leave us comments, too, because, you know, we want to hear from you guys. So I'm going to labor moment because this part two is just going to be just as good as part one. And I want Miss Key to do her thing because, guys, she, I mean, she really even educated me on some things on that first show. And she's ready to educate, educate us again. So take it away, girl, because we all excited and in anticipation. <laughs> well, so, you know, the last time, you know, we left off, we started kind of talking about, um, the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. And we kind of like touched this. So I want to start back there with Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Um, and I want you to think in in this in terms of um, the opioid crisis in a sense. Because mm. you know, when, when, when crack cocaine hit the black community, there was a slow response or a, a negligent response to how the government um, met the needs of the people. However, with the opioid crisis, it's been swift. So I, I say it to say to, to, to lead into this thing where, where Martin Luther King says, and I'm going to read it to you. He says, <clears throat> there is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off 
or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. So tranquilizing, you know, that's a that's a sedative. It's it's sedation. Mm-hmm. And, about it, and, I, and the reason I said to go back to the crack cocaine era, it was like the government was tranquilized. They were sedated in giving them a spunk. So now, but here Martin Luther King, and I'm not saying Martin Luther King was talking about this, but Martin Luther King is telling us for the purpose and the urgency of now um, that we can't, we can no longer be sedated. We can't um, wait for incremental steps for us to um, have justice or freedom or equity in America. It's, he's saying that it's time for the sedation. And for those people who always say, oh, I'm woke, I'm woke, I'm woke. No, let's be clear. Some areas you may be awakened in, but you're not fully awoke or awake. Yes, I'm going to get confused in the grammar. I'm sorry. They use that word because it has become the thing now to say I'm woke. I'm woke, I'm woke, I'm woke. When, to, to be quite honest, the majority of us have been drugged. Exactly. And rolled to sleep. Exactly. And that's what a tranquilizer does. A tranquilizer lulls you to sleep. So they do things gradually in incremental steps. It's like you're going to either get tired, like, okay, well, it's coming. Like, you know, like, for instance, I I refuse to sing the song, We Shall Overcome Someday, because we've been overcoming for a long time. Forever. Right. I don't want to sing that song anymore. Because it's not, I'm not overcoming anything. I can say now for this time period, there's probably been a lot of swift movement in Congress. And I'm just saying movement, because you know, one time we talked about the difference between movement and revolution, but mm-hmm. swift movement and things are trying to get passed and things, you know, um, making changes to legislation and statues within certain cities and towns and things like that. It's the quickest that they've ever moved. Keep the pressure on. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't no longer get sedated again or get um, hung up, you know, by, by a dangling carrot that's drugged. Like, oh, we gave them this. We gave them this. Like Mitch McConnell said, oh, well, we we overcome the sins of our sins of slavery because we um, elected a black president. Boy, bye. Whatever. <laughs> right. So, anyway, so Martin goes on to say. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now, democracy, you know, is as as the forefathers defined it, basically was the pursuit of um, happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So he's telling us it's now. Now is the time. He told us 57 years ago that it was time, and the civil unrest that we're having again now is telling you again that it's time. It says time to in the dark and desolate valley of segregation. Well, most people probably think, well, we're not segregated. And I told you last week, you know, we are, um, we are segregated. We we are segregated. Segregation takes form in a place of redlining districts um, for housing for housing costs and school districts and how many schools get funded, how much schools get funded, and what parks and recreation centers are in um, your area and mm-hmm. what come to create a mall or economic opportunities where you live. That's segregation. That why, why Lord and why Lord and Taylor ain't come to PG County? Not that they couldn't. Right. Why Amazon ain't come to PG County? Hmm. Think about it. Why why did why did the FBI decide not to build 
in PG County. She's in Crenshaw, Georgia's County. But anyway. <laughs> so he Those are all good questions, though. I mean, I don't think we think about that. I, I don't think yeah. that this is where the law to sleep or, um, um, as, as they say, being woke or not being woke comes into play. Right. Because we don't we, we don't think about that. We don't listen to that. We don't go to any town hall meetings. We don't mm-hmm. um, engage our delegates or we don't we, we don't do that. Right. Right. Our delegates, whether they black or white, only engage you when it's time for your for your vote. Yes. But your vote and your voice has more power if you notice it now. Like, oh my goodness. And and you know, um here in Georgia they're doing the what was it called? The blue the blue wave or the blue sick out or the sick out. So a lot mm-hmm. of cops are calling in because they feel that the two cops that um uh the two cops that got in that got um charged with shooting Rashad Rashad Brooks um, shouldn't have gotten fired and should not be charged. Well, there, so like this meme goes around. So you're quitting your job or resigning because you no longer can harm black people. That's that's the question. Is that why you're you know is that the problem? Or you're not calling? You're not going to work because you don't like what happened with your fellow officers, but you didn't hold them to a standard. Right. So, yeah. right. so it says now it's time to rise from the dark and desolate. Valley of segregation. Desolate basically means deserted people. We've been deserted. We've been left to fend for ourselves. And did you all know, and I don't know if you know, but you know, uh, when slavery ended in America, that Confederate soldiers got payments for loss of property? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, ma'am. They got payments. A lot of the, a lot the, and even the ones that, even the ones, the Confederate soldiers initially were not, they were not considered U.S. soldiers, so they initially could not be buried in federal land. They got, they were allowed to do that, Mm -hmm. but yet we fought in the war, can barely get a burial, and no money, hardly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just thought I thought it out there to you. But he said desolate valley of segregation mm-hmm. to the sunlit sunlit path of racial justice. Now I want to break this word justice down to everybody because a lot of times we're saying a word because we think we have an understanding of what the word justice means. But justice, um, you know, we have no justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Well, let's understand justice. Justice comes from the Greek word justitia, which means righteousness. Righteousness. Basically, it means um, the quality of being fair and just Mm -hmm. conforming to truth. That's what justice means. It's not a vindication as the word we're often taught it to be. It's like we're going to be vindicated. So this doesn't mean that um, Martin King is saying, you know, to the sunlit path of racial vindication. No. Mm-hmm. Of racial mm-hmm. truth, we exist. We are part of the fabric of America. We have been, regardless of whether or not you don't want to treat us as such, we made America. So that's why he's saying it's time to rise up from the 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 the, 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 the desolate 
desolate valley, the deserted valley, the people. We were the people in segregation. And he mm-hmm. says um, to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. So racial equity, racial equality, racial justice for all of God's children, basically. That's 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 what he's telling us. He's ma- he's pivoting now again in a sense and says, we we know we've always built this country, but it's dying because we keep suffocating. You know, quicksand pulls you down. If you struggle, if you struggle, it pulls you down. If you remain exactly. calm, you can get out. You need some help, but he's saying. Now's the time to lift our nation. So that means, but that was 57 years ago. So our nation's still struggling in this quicksand of racial injustice. We still there. I'm still here. I'm listening. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, because I mean, because because you on a roll and it's really good. And I'm and I'm and I'm sitting here. I mean, just listening to the words that you're saying and then thinking about where we are now and thinking about how we are, we are still in this quicksand. I mean, I almost liken it to, um, I'm still learning how to swim and I'm almost liken it to when they tell you um, to go, not to go against the current, you know, you know what I'm saying? So and you're trying to stay afloat because you don't know how, and you're panicking in the water. And, right. and, and you see, you have this vision of somebody kicking and, 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 and you know, and, and literally, like, this country is still struggling. It's almost right. like it's drowning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. And so the racial injustice that you see, we're drowning in right. it. And mm-hmm. so that's why you're having all this uprising now. Right. Right. And it's and it's been happening. It's been happening in little pockets for over years, years. And part of it, you know, part of it comes from you know us believing that we have arrived or achieved a certain level of status. When in actuality, as I told you all before, with the Southern Manifesto, the Southern Manifesto basically was that um, those in Congress would do everything they could do legislatively to stop mm-hmm. integration. And mm-hmm. it still happens. They're not going to tell you, oh, we've implemented the Southern Manifesto. They implemented that thing. Mm-hmm. Think of who was, who, 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 what cities and towns have majority, and I'm not going to uh, Republican, Democrat, you know, thing, but look at where you are, where you live, who runs whatever is beneficial to you. And I'm not saying that all Democrats are perfect and all Republicans are bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying think of the, the, the legislation or the statutes that are being put forth and then the enforcement of those statutes. Certain mm-hmm. things just don't happen in your community just because you're like, well, how that, well I, I didn't know that. Well, did you, did you read it? Did right. you find out? Yeah. It was, on, your, it was on, the, on, the, in the ballot box when you voted. And if you miss, dismissed it, that's what happens. So let's keep going. So here's Martin Luther King's warning. Here he goes. He warns again. He says, it would be fatal 
for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. All the people there, the march on Washington, August 28, 1963, that was a that was a 911. That was a 911. And he said it would be fatal. And I think and for me, this was a this was prophetic in a sense that he's telling you if you don't deal with this now, it's going to be detrimental later. So be worse. He says the sweltering summer of the Negroes' legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. So let's well, break this down. Then, honey. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mr. Fair. We enter in a sweltering summer. Yep. How about and, that? And, right. And he says the, the Negroes legitimate discontent. discontent. Yes. This thing, will this not pass. Right. It won't pass. Exactly. <laughs> this, is not, this ain't no bogus like Oh man, why, why are we still why are we still dealing with police brutality? Mm-hmm. Did, did you want to and so, and so, listen, so, instead, so instead of hoses, we now have tear gas. Say it again. Instead of instead of the water, we now have tear gas. You know, because back in the day they right. had the hoses. Now they're using tear gas. Exactly, tear gas and pepper spray. There you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. So why do we still have have police brutality? Why do we still have that? Why are we still, why can we look back on images from the 1950s and the 1960s and see our grandfathers and uncles and brothers being kicked for no reason because they crossed in the street? And they don't necessarily retaliate, but they keep walking. They pick up their hat and they keep walking. Right. It's a legitimate reason. There is a legitimate reason, and we're going to find out that reason after this break. About four years before the COVID-19 pandemic, I made a decision to exercise daily. It is said that exercise is a tribute to the heart. So every chance I got, I would go to the gym, lift weights, walk, and even kickbox. I was determined to strengthen my core. Now, thinking back to when I was 18, I made another decision, and that decision was to register to vote. Every opportunity there is to exercise my right to vote, I take it. I'm determined to strengthen my community when I go to the polls. What about you? Get registered to vote. Your community is only as strong as the vote you cast. So let's make it a tribute to those who are not able to vote. So welcome back. And again, <laughs> you, you has already, Ms. Key has already talked about the vote. And as you can see, we are still where we don't want to be. And so this is my PSA, vote. I know in, in areas they're trying to suppress your vote, vote. I don't care if it's a paper ballot, mail-in ballot, stay in the long lines, do what you must do because your vote is 
Because if it wasn't, they would not be still trying to suppress the vote. So your vote matters. As you can see now with what she, as she's breaking down, you know, um, Martin Luther King's um, I Have a Dream was still here 50-something years later. So if you want to know what can I do, one thing you can do is to vote and also understand what we know when they put all those questions on that ballot, you do get to see it beforehand. If you don't know, Google is your best friend. So you can understand what it is, you know, that you're answering, really. So please get out and exercise your vote because you are important and so is your vote. All right, Miss Key. I'm doing my right. PSA. Go on, girl. <laughs> so discontent. Discontent has to do with um, the person who is dissatisfied with the prevailing social or political situation. So, mm-hmm. this in this time, you know, Martin Luther King, people think Martin Luther King used some big words. No, he was basically, as I tell my kids, this is using, this is, he was using um, ethos um, and um, logos to, um, excuse me, pathos to, Appeal to your emotional sense, your your emotions. But he was also doing it logically and credibly. He wasn't he wasn't making up something. He wasn't telling a story. He was telling you that for this point, some it's this this it's a hot summer. What's the that Megan Stallion? She says it's a hot girl summer. Okay, what's a it's a <laughs> hot lot summer. Okay, <laughs> put it that way. It's um. The social, the social prevailing notion during that time was we weren't free, still aren't. But he was telling them then, he, it was, this was a warning. The Negro, the sweltering summer will not pass until there is an invigorating. And the invigorating basically means life and energy mm-hmm. um, of freedom and equality. Like ain't nothing going to change until which time this is ushered in. With the energy, you know, all the, you know, the energy has shifted in this time, in, in during the fall time. That's what he said. Then he says, 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. So we are, so 57 years ago, we as black people actually got a charge in this, in this sentence, in this, in this paragraph, because he's basically, he's given a warning, but he's telling you that don't be content. At this point, at this juncture, just because we showed up here, don't don't get complacent. Don't take the drugs. Right. Then he goes on to say, and those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business <laughs> as, usual. as usual. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> When I saw that part, I I was just like, oh, because people are still trying to get back to business as usual, even right. now. Exactly. And people keep calling it a new normal. There's not even a new normal. There's right. no such thing as normal anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you stay content, if you say, well, you know, um, all the protests got this done. This is just, we haven't even had the tip of the iceberg yet. We're no, just, no, no. I mean, I mean, we're not even at the tip. 
Baby, so this was just like the just like the Titanic just hit a rough wave. Yes. It ain't sunk yet. Right. It ain't sunk yet. And if you remember on the Titanic, they were like, oh, because the people on the top really didn't feel anything. Not necessarily. Exactly. Exactly. The people on the bottom did, but not the people on the yeah. top. They were just content with drinking and smoking. They were mm-hmm. having a good old time because they good just figured it's, everything is good. It's right. not good yet. Because mm-hmm. he keeps saying, and those who hoped that the Negro needed to blow off steam. So, you know, those Karens and, um, yeah, all them that is like, oh, or, you know, oh, I wish just a herp and be over with. And, oh, they're tearing down this and they're tearing down that because um, it didn't get torn down before. And I'm not advocating for anyone to go out there and tear down a statue or deface anybody's property. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying for this point is that people want stuff to just be over. Like, well, let's just go back to my life as, as usual. No, because my life as usual hasn't been hasn't been normal ever. Yeah. Ever. 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 And and what's interesting now is that I think everybody is heightened, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because you can tell the difference in how you're being approached now by white people. Mm -hmm. You can tell and you can see the fear on their faces. You can Mm -hmm. see those who are being overly nice. I mean, it's, 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 it's like they say, you know, keep the foot on the neck. You have to keep the pressure on. Right, because otherwise, if you're law back to sleep, then it is back to business as usual. Except the difference is that you can't put the top back on anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, you can't put the top back on now because police brutality is now. I mean, it's obvious. Not that it wasn't obvious before, but it is obvious now. Right. <laughs> Literally. And you know, over the last thirty years, you know, I remember police officers used to come to the school and you were taught that police officers were friendly. You know, yes. that they were there to help you. And I remember my um preschool teacher we had like we had to learn, you know, our name, telephone number and address and it was this one little poem that she would always have us to do. And it was like, I know my name and address and my telephone number too. You know, if I happen to get lost, the police officer be so kind to help you, or something like that. So, um, and on on the police officer's cars, long time ago, it had protect and serve. Mm-hmm. Protect and serve is what their model mansion mission was: was to protect and to serve, because they were protecting property and people. And somehow, another they transitioned to. And they were peace officers. Somehow or other, they had transitioned from peace officers to law enforcement. Well, you can't enforce a law that you're really not sure about. Right. And right. is it a law or is it a statute? Right. But that's another story. That's another story. We're not going to talk about laws and statutes today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's keep going. So then he says, you will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual, and there will be neither rest nor tranquility mm. in America until mm. the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. Mm. 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 <laughs> I, don't, I don't even explain that because he's basically saying you not there will be no peace. Pretty much. So, when you, so technically, yeah, when you are harboring no justice, no peace, you're right. But understand the, the justice that we're looking for has nothing to do with vindication. In some instances, 
It has to do with righteousness. Correct. A moral level of righteousness mm-hmm. for America. America can't be a righteous, it's not a righteous nation. It's not a righteous nation. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on to say the whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. So we're always going to have civil unrest until we have equity in between black, whites, Hispanics, Jews, Gentiles, Protestant, Muslims, atheists, Hare Krishnas. Everybody. But specifically us, because we've built this country. We're not going to have it. So the whirlwinds of revolt. That's what we're Mm. we're doing. We're revolting. This is like American Revolution part two. Yes. Exactly. And because a revolution, a revolution, a revolution is a sudden, radical, and complete change. We keep having movements, people, but we don't have re- revolution completes the thing. Mm-hmm. It's full circle. So at this juncture, we need to make sure whatever the end is going to be, that it comes full circle. No half-stepping in it. I'm about to sing that song. Ain't, yeah, ain't no, no, no half-stepping. Half <laughs> 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 yes. That's right. what I've Yeah, because you can't have step in this. Either you're in or you're not. That's like mm-hmm. kind of one foot in, one foot out. You can't. Mm-hmm. Because like, otherwise, like, we're going to stay where we are. Right. Like um, Project Runway used to say, one day you're in, and the next day you're out. Yep. <laughs> That's where we are. Mm-hmm. You're in and out. So, then he says, but there's something that I must say to my people. So now he's talking to you. He, he, he's flipping again. So he didn't gave the warnings. He forewarned the people. He forewarned the nation. He forewarned the white people. Now he's talking to us. He says, I must say this to my people who stand on the warm threshold, which leads into the palace of justice. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrong deeds. So what he's saying is, don't go out there and act a fool. <laughs> be That's strategic. Killer nice <laughs> right. Mike said it. I love the way that he said it. He said, go home, plot, plan, strategize, mobilize, and implement. Yep. There's a plan right there. Repeat that. What's the plan right there? Plot, plan, strategize, mobilize. Yes. Implement. And if you really, yep. if you, and I'm not a mad person, but think of plotting. You remember if you, if you took a geometry or trigonometry or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't even really remember fractions, but anyway. You had to do um, plot mapping. You had to map, plot map on the, on the curve and the axis and all that. Mm-hmm. That means it's certain places that you could that you had to pinpoint to plot to in the strategy to get to to get to the number that you needed or the or the end or to solve that to solve that thing. 
to solve that math problem. Mm-hmm. You have to map it out. And that's the same thing with our strategies. The 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 thing that the reason that Martin Luther King was so successful is because he strategized, he plotted, he planned, he mobilized. That's what he did. And he did it in the back rooms in the in the back rooms of churches. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hit churches right now. I'm not gonna hit y'all right now. But it ain't about the money. And any other people coming coming to your church to what's the strategy for them to live day to day? And I'm not saying Martin ain't pray because they did. But uh yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. I love that. But uh, yeah. So on that, but uh, yeah, we actually gonna take uh, another break because she was about to go into a whole other stratosphere on that one, which (laughs) I would have been right with her. So let's take a break, and we will be right back. When you create in love, it becomes a masterpiece. Sandra Mizell Cheney has re-released her book, Give It To Her, A Gift of Healing and Restoration, along with her Give It To Her Inspiration line. This new line includes an inside job t-shirt and a love bracelet made especially for you, a rhodonite stone, which nurtures love. You can find these amazing products on SandraChaney.com under her Give It To Her Inspiration. Well, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, Kiafa was getting ready to um, take us into the um, stratosphere, but she does have a point in that um, Martin strategized, he mobilized, he gathered people. Um, it, it wasn't that he was, I mean, yes, he prayed, and I'm pray, yeah, and they say prayer changes things. Prayer does change things, but you got to do some things in order for prayer to change things, literally. He didn't just pray. <laughs> he didn't just make a speech. He literally mobilized people. He literally had strategies in order to do the things that he was able to do. And yes, he was in the back of churches, in the back of homes, wherever he could be, even in jail, he was still strategizing. Yep. Yeah, Parker. <laughs> yes. So he goes on to say, so we must not be guilty of wrong, wrongful deeds. Let us right. not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking the cup of bitterness and hatred. So he's saying, don't mm. become the people, don't become the people that's oppressing you by being them. He so let me just say something to, to that say, though. I got, I, 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 let me before you, because it, it's interesting that you would bring that up because a lot of people saw him as a peaceful person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they right. didn't see him as a um, turn the tables over in the temple kind of guy. But he right. really was. He was. He was. He really, really was. Yes, you saw him marching down arm in arm with other people, but that just that that's not all who he was. Right. So he, And what she just said, don't become them. He wasn't becoming them. He was right. standing in his power. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's the thing. And that's the thing. You can when you when you learn how to um plot plan strategize, 
you walk with a whole different level of confidence in who you are because yes. you know that, you know what? I have, you know, like, like the show Survivor, I have outwit, outlast, outplayed you. And that's where we have to be. We keep, sometimes we keep trying to go for the juggler for certain things. No. Outwit, outlast, outplay. Mm-hmm. Outwit, outlast, outplay. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. You got exactly. to you got to on a higher on a higher plane, not on not on a I'm on a get on get back time. No, mm-mm. okay. And we keep saying it. <laughs> Become a police officer. Change your community. Be on go to the freaking PTA meeting so you know what your child is being taught in school. Change the curriculum. Mm-hmm. You don't like it? Change mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Because you have the power. Right. Then he goes on to say. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. It mm. takes some discipline, and so mm. so that dignity is is a mindset. It's a mindset. Like, mm-hmm, okay, that it's a whole different level of confidence in an air. Yes. Like, you know what? I'm not beneath you. I'm actually above you. But I'm gonna play on your field today. But I'm still the better person. Mhm. Cause at the end of the day, I'm still gonna win. See, we got we keep forgetting what victory looks like. Cause we don't we keep, we don't see it. Cause you got a war, but I, but you got to stand still and see the victory. As the Bible says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes. <laughs> yes. Victory don't come because you fought. Victory often comes because you stood. And how you stand. Okay, but that's another yep. story too. Yeah, keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so he says we must not allow our creative protest to degenerate, means to sink low or to be on an intellectual, a low intellectual or moral state. So I commend everybody who's gone out there and marched and things like that. If you've done that, that has been great. And you haven't, you haven't caused ruckus. That's great because you're doing what he told you to do. Into physical violence, but we know people are playing it. That's another thing too. He said we must we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. I just said that science, fancy. And then he says the marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distress of distress of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidence in their presence here today have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And when you talk to Sandra, we, the, um, you know how we talked about, you know, in order for this nation to heal, oh. the generation before us has to heal. Our parents have to heal. We have to heal. Because Gen Z or um, um, Gen Alpha, Generation Alpha, whichever one, I don't even know the names no more. I don't they either. Have, they, they have they have processed our trauma. Yes. And so yes. their reaction is the anger that we suppressed. Yes. It's in them. So we got to yes. heal. So Martin basically was like, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. And then he says that the new militancy 
that's within our, the Negro community because he was kind of relating it to Malcolm X because everybody keeps saying, well, Malcolm X said by any means necessary. But you got to remember, Michael, Malcolm and Martin were fighting on two different playing fields. One was in the North and one was in the South. The South racism was more overt than the North, which was subtle and covert in certain areas. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Malcolm wasn't wrong. He said, yeah, by any means necessary. That didn't necessarily mean that all the time he was going to pick up a gun and fight. He, too, was talking about plot, planning, mobilizing, strategizing. Because he said, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he goes on to say, the basically white people, their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. And basically, we are connected. They not free, and we not free. And until we free, they not free. Regardless if they think they got white privilege, they don't have freedom. Because now they scared. Like, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? You may not have done anything personally, but your great-granddaddy did. Your great-grandmother did. Somebody did. Well, I like what he says right here, um, when he said that, you know, um, what he says, you know, for many of our white brothers has, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, it, it tied. So you, yeah. too, have to deal with your trauma. You, too, have to deal um, with what because you decide to ignore it. You can't no longer ignore it anymore. Right. Because now it's in your face. So I'm going to skip one more thing before we um, uh, get ready to wrap up. Because she says, um, there are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? And his key thing says, we can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of unspeakable horrors of police brutality, we can never be satisfied as long as our bodies are heavy with the fatigue of travel and cannot gain lodging in the motels or the highways and hotels of the city. And believe it or not, it still happens. We cannot be satisfied as long as our basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. That's gentrification. Mm-hmm. Because we can never be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating whites only, and that's in the curriculum. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, uh, Texas cannot vote, and the Negro in New York, Maryland, D.C. believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, we are not satisfied, and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like the waters and righteousness like a mighty strength. We have to continue the fight. He tells, he's telling them civil rights did not end because we got some voting rights in 1965. Civil rights did not end because the Brown versus Board of Education integrated schools. Right. We have not arrived, people. We have not arrived. Because when we are still dealing with the unspeakable horrors of police brutality, because uh, or a fake me out 
or fake me out wanna be cop kills a black man <laughs> or used to be cop kills a black man or cops to come in and shoot up a woman yes. in her bed. This is an unspeakable brutality. So no, we not satisfied. And so on that note, on that note, um, as we are getting ready to end the show, what we want to say to you is um, to keep the pressure on, to vote, to mobilize, to strategize, to do what you must do, to pray even, right? To do what you need to do for you because everything is definitely um, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transform your own mind first in your own home, with your own children, because at the end of the day, it really is not the way you think. We want to thank you guys for listening, and we want to ask that you join us again for another riveting show. Kiafa, Ms. Key Parker, thank you so very much. We appreciate everything that you do. Until next time, guys, please be transferred by the renewing of your mind. All right, guys. Bye. Talk to you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.